Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. I'm glad you're here with me on episode 29 of the Liberty Cafe. And I'm also glad to acknowledge our sponsor, Texas Scorecard and Scorecard Media. I'd like to talk today about the Texas Public Utility Commission. That's not something you hear an awful lot about in Texas. And usually, it's not a big part of the discussion, even over at the Capitol. But uh, the PUC has made the papers recently, and there are people talking about it right now. There's a couple of articles recently that have kind of put it out there, so I thought it'd be a good opportunity to explain about what the Public Utility Commission does. First of all, in the Texas Tribune on January 25th, just yesterday, there was an article entitled, Internet and Phone Services in Rural Texas Threatened as State Slashes Subsidies for Providers. Now, of course, when you read that headline and you read the article itself, you have to learn to read in Tribune speak or big government speak. As the subtitle says here, a state fund that subsidizes rural network services bleeding money. Now the state is drastically cutting the amount of money that it typically pays out to these service providers. You have to understand that when the Tribune and other liberal media outlets write these kinds of things, it's not always what it looks like, and it's not always the way they put it. In this case, there's this service here in Texas. It's a Texas Universal Service Fund. And what it is, really, it's a tax that most of us pay on our landlines, those of us who still have landlines, that goes to subsidize rural telephone service, not internet service, but just regular telephone service in rural Texas. And for years, this money has been flowing out of urban areas and urban customers into subsidize the phone service of people in rural Texas. There's also a federal counterpart to this, where the federal government also taxes your phone service and then uses it to to send money into rural Texas to subsidize telephone service. What's been going on lately, of course, is that a lot less people have landlines, and so there aren't as many people to tax. And so the rates have have, have gone up oftentimes, but even that, the PUC has been hard-pressed to keep up the flow of subsidies into rural Texas. So when it says here in this article, some rural Texans are facing the threat of losing phone and internet service, really what's going on is that telephone companies in rural Texas are threatened with losing some of their profits, their subsidized profits. Rusty Moore is the president of the Texas Telephone Association and CEO of Big Ben Telephone Company, and he says, these are critical infrastructure networks. 9-11 could be threatened. All emergency services along the border for Big Ben, et cetera, the mechanisms, the investments in the networks that we're able to make are truly in jeopardy immediately. And we are already seeing that reduction. Well, again, what's really in jeopardy are the profits of Big Ben Telephone Company and other rural telephone companies. So far, the PEC appears not to have kowtowed to this kind of language by raising the rates, because that's what these companies want to do, is they want the PEC to raise taxes on the rest of us so that these companies can make these profits, rather than having to maybe raise prices on some people in rural Texas and and maybe 
cut back on some services here and there. But but that's not necessarily a bad deal because, again, in rural Texas, a lot of people have access to other means of communications these days, particularly cell phones and, and rural Internet that's not coming over lines. There's a lot of different ways that people are getting telecommunication services. But anyway, these companies, uh, Representative James White, Ken King, he's a state rep, Travis Clardy, he's a state rep, putting a lot of pressure on the PUC to raise these rates. So that's one thing that the Public Utility Commission does here in Texas, is it regulates telephone services and it imposes taxes to some extent on some people and takes that money and gives it to others. Another thing that the PUC does is it regulates the electricity market in Texas. And there's really two parts to that because Texas has two main parts of the electricity market. There's the ERCOT section of the market, which covers about 80 to 85 percent of Texans and the energy that is used in the state. And that's more or less the center of the state. It doesn't include Beaumont, Port Arthur, or Texarkana, or some up in the Panhandle, or El Paso. But everybody else in the state is in ERCOT. And in that part, the PUC doesn't raise rates. It just regulates the market. And the market itself is what sets rates for the most part, sets prices for the most parts. We'll get back to where that isn't quite true in a minute. In other parts of those states, what I talked about a minute ago, they actually do set the rates because in those sections of the state, there are still monopolies that provide electricity. Uh, so for instance, an article uh, back in October of 2020, but the issue is still alive, talked about how SWEPCO, which is the Southwestern Electric Power Company, uh, which serves... Um, uh, East Texas, Louisiana, those kind of areas, had filed a request for an increase of about $90 million a year on the company's uh, non-fuel base rates. So on a total customer bill basis, the, the article said that it would increase about 15.6%. So they want to increase electricity customers' rates about 15.6%. Well, of course, one of the problems with this is that this old rate of return kind of system. Basically, the big companies come in to the PUC, and there's some back and forth, and then they get their, get a rate increase. And the PUC has some ability to tell them how much, but more often than not, it doesn't go good for consumers. And there's no way to really force these companies to be efficient with their investments, because basically it's a rate of return. They spend money, and they get a percentage of that back in profit. And that's the way it works. That's why the rest of Texas is in much better shape than these outlying parts of Texas, because in ERCOT, we actually have a competitive market. And the, the Texas Public Utility Commission also regulates that. But again, they don't regulate the rates or the prices for the most part. What they do is they regulate the operation of the market. Unfortunately, over the years, the PUC has taken a lot of interest in the Texas electricity market because, well, ultimately, they don't really believe. The regulators there, a lot of policymakers in the state, don't really believe in free markets and don't believe that in the free market, the electricity needs of Texas can be met. This goes all the way back to when the Public Utility Commission and the Texas legislature started the process of deregulating or inter introducing competition into the Texas electricity market back in the 90s. 
and continued on. Even back then, they put in what they called uh, ancillary services that in times where electricity was really hard to get because there was high demand and the supplies were getting tight, the PUC could step into this or the ERCOT, who manages the grid, could step in and order ancillary services and get more electricity in the market. And they did that instead of relying on prices in the market by fiat from the government. And that's been a problem over the years because what what that has done is it has removed price signals from the market because what Texas really needs to provide enough electricity during the hottest summer months is just generation plants that operate only part-time of the year. We have what is known as baseload that operates year-round. That's usually coal and nuclear because it's hard to turn off a coal plant or a nuclear plant. And so they're providing electricity year-round. But then we need what is called peaker plants, and these are typically natural gas to come in and provide electricity only during really the hottest summer months, maybe July, August, September, particularly in the afternoons when it gets to 100, 105, 110. Uh, People are still at work, but they're coming home. you got air conditioning systems running in both places. That's when you have the highest need for electricity. And so you need these peaker plants to come online and provide electricity. Well, they have to have high prices to be able to justify themselves operating only part-time because it's an expensive proposition to build a a generation plant big enough to, to feed the grid. Well, as long as the market is sending the proper signals, that's okay. But when the PUC allows the operator, ERCOT, to step in and order new electricity at lower prices, then that stops sending the proper price signals to make the market work effectively. And over the last few years, we've seen some problems with having enough electricity to power the market. Now, we ultimately wound up having enough electricity. We haven't had any major blackouts, but what we have seen is really tight margins and everybody getting really scared about this. And so what has the PUC done? Well, unfortunately, the PUC has, over recent years, intervened more in the market. And they've done that in several ways by adding different types of what they call reliability adders to make sure the market has enough electricity. They artificially raise the price of electricity to incent people to come in and sell electricity in the market. So here's kind of what's going on in the market. You have the PUC is scared of companies charging too high prices. That was the rationale for for putting in these ancillary services back in in the early 2000s when they designed the market. They don't want monopolistic electricity providers charging too much money. So they put in these ancillary services to keep that from happening. Well, that has sent the wrong price signals and hasn't had enough people invest more recently in selling electricity in Texas. So what have they done? Instead of coming and get rid of those ancillary services and also dealing with renewable energy subsidies, which are also depressing prices because If you're getting subsidies from the state and local and federal governments for wind and solar, then you can come in and undercut your competitors and push prices down and still sell your electricity from wind and solar and make a profit. So you've got the ancillary services that depress prices, and then you have the renewable energy subsidies that depress 
prices. Not cost, you understand, but prices. And so prices aren't high enough because of these market interventions. And so what does the Public Utility Commission and the legislature do? Well, they don't come and get rid of all these market interventions. Instead, they come in and they put in more market interventions. But now these market interventions and these reliability adders, and the biggest one is called the Operating Reserve Demand Curve, which went into effect about, I think, 2013. These interventions are designed to raise the price of electricity. And raise it, they they do. In the case of 2019, the ORDC raised electricity prices artificially by $3.6 billion. That was it. Texans had a $3.6 billion electricity tax on their bills in 2019. Now, you never saw that because it just goes into the price of electricity. There's no, there's no surcharge on your bills. It's just part of the price that you pay for electricity. But nonetheless, it's because the PUC put this into place. Now, another interesting thing to note here is that in 2020, the ORDC didn't increase prices by nearly that much. I don't have the final numbers here, but because of COVID and because of the decrease in demand of electricity through COVID and the drop in oil prices, there wasn't nearly as much cost and demand in 2019, 2020 as there was in 2019. So we didn't have this big tax in 2020. But nonetheless, the mechanism is out there. And next time we get into a tight market, those prices are going to shoot right back up. So again, you have this situation where the government intervenes in the market to push prices down. And when that makes prices too low and that people won't invest in Texas anymore, the government intervenes again in Texas and pushes the prices up too high. Another interesting thing to note on that is that just recently at the Texas Public Policy Foundation's policy orientation, they had Deanne Walker, who's the current chairman of the Public Utility Commission, and she talked about how these signals to generators are actually working. But she never really mentioned that they were actually government interventions in the market to send signals. And she didn't talk about why the government needs to intervene to send signals rather than have the market send signals. But I think really that takes us back to the place where there's something about the electricity market where government officials, policymakers, just won't trust the market to let it produce electricity. Interestingly enough, that's not the case with telecommunications in most places, because in most parts of Texas, there's no government intervention at all in the provision of telecommunication services, except, as we talked about a little bit earlier, in rural Texas, where the Texas Tribune was reporting that the, the telephone companies there want more subsidies. So when it comes to rural Texas, at least, uh, the government doesn't trust us trust the market to get telecommunication services out to people either. So as a believer in the free market, I run across this problem all the time in that policymakers, legislators say, hey, I'm a big fan of the free market, except, well, when it comes to this market, I don't think it works there. Well, I think we have to make a decision as a people whether or not we're going to trust markets or we're going to trust regulators. And I can guarantee you that 
if we trust markets, we're going to have a lot better products and we're going to have a lot cheaper products and more money in our pockets if we go with markets rather than regulators. Uh, the final thing that the PUC does is it regulates water markets and rates for that in, in parts of the state. I haven't worked on that a whole lot, so I don't know a lot about that. But even water markets in the state are really kind of messed up. There's not a lot of free market when it comes to water markets because the state owns all the surface water. Even where people own groundwater in the state, which they do, the government has stepped in and regulated that quite a bit. And then, of course, there's the, the problem with getting water to people in, in parts of the state. And usually uh, it's either cities that do that or MUDs or something like that, where there's a whole lot of government intervention in those kind of things as well. So the, the PUC steps in and part of that market, regulating rates and MUDs and that types of things too, to see if you can at least keep prices down. But there's not a big, huge free market water market in Texas. So there we have it. The Texas Public Utility Commission regulates us, our electricity, our telecommunications, and our water. And while we probably need a little bit of regulation in this, we need a whole lot less than we have now, pretty much like we see with all of government today. Thank you for being with me on episode 29 of the Liberty Cafe. And thanks once again to our sponsors, Scorecard Media and Texas Scorecard. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe with Bill Peacock. This show is produced by Texas Scorecard. You can learn more about this show and find other shows at texasscorecard.com. Be sure you subscribe and rate this show on whatever platform you listen on. See you next time.